G'day, it's Coach Pete from Ascension. On this Whiteboard Wednesday, we're going to discuss the concept of training maturity. The idea of training maturity is a really important one so we can work out what type of programming is actually applicable to us for our goals and what we're trying to achieve with fitness in general. Training maturity really is an example of the law of diminishing returns. So if we were to plot our performance over time, we'd actually see it increases the most at the beginning from our lowest level of performance. And as we get nearer and nearer to our maximum or our genetic potential, the actual rate of improvement slows down considerably. We will see our performance will improve over time, but how much it improves by each time we train reduces. We might even find that our improvements don't necessarily happen as frequently. So we're starting out as a beginner. At this phase of training, we have the greatest amount of improvement. And that is our improvements, both absolute and relative, are at their highest. The law of diminishing returns is really what underpins training maturity and the rate that we improve at. And we'll see with anything, whether it's the amount of times you bench press per week. There's a point where doing more and more of something actually results in no real tangible benefits. Where this is important is the type of training that's applicable to different levels of training maturity. Typically classify people into one of three categories when it comes to training maturity. The first category is that of a novice or a beginner. The second, we generally call an intermediate. And the last, we call an advanced. Now the training that a beginner does is not necessarily applicable to an intermediate or an advanced person, and vice versa. A high level advanced athletes program isn't really gonna have much use or benefit to a beginner at all. How do we separate the different levels between a beginner, an intermediate, and an advanced? Well, assuming people are trained effectively and consistently is generally a matter of time and also the rate of their adaptation. A beginner will generally be able to make improvements session to session, slowing down to potentially week by week. An intermediate is not gonna see the same rate of adaptation and they're probably looking at improvements really around the monthly to three monthly period. And someone who's advanced, they're not gonna make any real improvements in their performance in a period of time less than three months. It could be yearly, or if they're an Olympic athlete, potentially even four yearly. As they get closer and closer to their genetic potential, the rate of their improvement is gonna slow down. Now it's not the only factor that affects what your performance is on game day or race day, but it's something to bear in mind. If beginner trains effectively and consistently, you'll see a relatively high rate of adaptation throughout their program. And this, for all people, is when your best gains are made. That is, beginners have the best rate of adaptation. There is a general perception by a lot of people that they don't want to be a beginner because no one wants to be a rookie or have no idea what they're doing. They want to be intermediate or advanced. In reality, the longer you can stay a beginner or a novice and maintain that high rate of adaptation, the better. An intermediate is someone who really can't make the same rate of improvements as a beginner and probably has six to 12 months of training under their belt that's been consistent and effective. Someone who's advanced will have a number of years of consistent high level training under their belt. With this in mind, we have to understand that training maturity is not identical to training experience. Just because you've been training for five years in the gym does not automatically make you someone who's advanced. If your training has been poor, if you've been inconsistent, or you haven't been making any adaptations as a beginner or intermediate, you might be stuck in a false plateau as a beginner five years later. 
if you're an elite level athlete, that is completely independent of your training maturity. Crazy as it sounds, you generally find that a lot of advanced lifters may be classed as elite. You can have beginners and intermediates who meet the elite classification as well. Someone that is naturally gifted or someone who competes in a sport with a low level of competition or participation could easily find them classed as elite. The other thing we consider with training maturity is carryover between different sports and training styles. Take for example Jackson who trained in powerlifting and then transferred to weightlifting. So whilst he had a few years of training under his belt in the gym first, then he transitioned to powerlifting and then over to weightlifting, he didn't maintain the same level of training maturity. And that isn't bad at all for Jackson. That's actually fantastic. That meant at the start of his program, he was making rapid improvements in the snatch and the clean and jerk. He's now at a point though where he can't make the same rate of adaptation or improvement and his improvements have slowed down. Now he's really hit that intermediate mark after consistent training over a year. We're now looking at making improvements over six weeks, eight weeks, and sometimes even 12 weeks. And as we lead up to his first competition, probably in the middle of next year, we'll look at breaking his training into three month blocks, looking to only really test that highest level of performance to see if he has improved after three months of consistent, dedicated training. We can look at Dave, he's now transitioned to compete in bodybuilding. We might class him as intermediate based on his experience, being in the gym for over a year, being relatively consistent with his training. Because he's gone into bodybuilding, his training style is going to change to being a more bodybuilding specific training. Because of this, in terms of being a bodybuilder, he'll regress slightly and he'll lose a bit of training maturity. Now there will still be carryover from his strength work. That won't vanish and it doesn't mean he resets back to square one. It just means his training style has to change and his training maturity in a different sport or a different training style modifies slightly or regresses slightly. The key thing to really understand with training maturity is what type of training is applicable to you based on what your training maturity is. You might find some sweet ass program that promises to add two centimeters to your bicep in eight weeks in some muscle magazine because that was a program that Arnold Schwarzenegger or some other bodybuilder used. However, you have to consider, one, is that training really applicable to me? Do I have the same training maturity as them at the period of time, whenever that was, that they used that program to make those improvements? And a few other things come to mind as well. Are we overtraining, or really, are we under-recovering? A lot of people will hit a false plateau in their training because they're doing too much or they're not recovering enough. They might think, oh man, I'm plateauing, I must no longer be a beginner, I'm now intermediate or advanced. It could be because they have a really shit training style, and that is they were doing too much, or it was uncoordinated, and they didn't track what they were doing. Now, if their training was consistent, and they had consistent adaptations throughout their program, then it gradually slows down and then stops. That's really when we're hitting closer to what a plateau is really. But what we actually will find is they're just not making improvements at the same rate. So some people might start going to the gym and be able to add five kilograms to their bench press every single session. They might be able to do that for six to eight weeks. At the end of the eight weeks, they're like, shit, I can no longer add five kilograms to my bench press. Therefore, I've hit a plateau. I'm no longer a beginner. That may not necessarily be true because they're trying the wrong way. They're not going to make the same consistent improvements. The other thing to consider is how often you'll make improvements as your training maturity increases and you can't expect the same improvements after a year of training than what you had in the first few weeks. Beginners make the greatest and the most frequent adaptations. The magnitude and frequency 
of adaptations and improvements in performance for intermediate slows down, that at the advanced level, we're now looking at months, if not years, to make the slightest improvement in training. Now the takeaways when it comes to training maturity. Being a beginner or a novice is the period when you'll make the most gains or improvement. Therefore, you should actually aim to be a beginner for as long as possible. If your training is simple and results in improvements at a high frequency and a large magnitude, you want to maintain that for as long as possible. A follow-on from that, you need to earn the right to do more advanced or more complex training. Complexity in training should only be introduced when it's needed to be introduced. That is, really crazy, complex programming and periodization styles don't really have a benefit to a beginner. Now, they might look cool, there might be something cool to put on Instagram or Facebook, but you have to ask yourself, is the juice worth the squeeze? Am I wasting time doing a complicated training program, or can I just do a simple one that takes up less time and has better improvements? Lastly, look, have you really hit a plateau, or are you just simply overtraining, under-recovering, or have you got the wrong training variables in place that will lead to consistent improvements in your performance?